say. Mike, you always have the best things to say. Nope. Yeah, you do. Hey, welcome to the Bass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. Okay. And of course, I got the one, the only, Michael. That's not true. There's another Michael? (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not here. Oh, okay. There's also no other Michael. I've never met another Michael in my life. Mm, Yeah, he's a sheltered boy. My dad's name is Michael. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. 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 No fig. That's That's a thing. Anyways, in this week's episode, we talk about crossplay, we talk about battle passes, we talk about anime, we talk about the things you want to hear us talk about, at least I hope so. Before we get into it, this week's episode is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty from the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11. Make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And as always, Mike, they can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and Instagram at PassController, and they can watch us play some games at twitch.tv slash PassController. We would love, if you have the chance, to leave us a review on iTunes, and we would love even more if you enjoyed this week's episode, episode 93. Pixar movie? No. Enjoyable? Yep. Isn't it the... Isn't... Didn't it have the best opening weekend for a Pixar movie, though? Uh... It broke some sort of record. It did. Um, and I... Dom and I talked about it for, like, an... Actually, that whole conversation of the movie was all over the place. Uh, it did have, like, the highest grossing animated feature. It, it beat out, um... Finding, finding Dory. I remember that number being thrown out. I think it also did beat something Frozen related too, because I remember seeing a bunch of people saying like, "Finally, fucking Olaf is dead." It beat Civil War. Really? Yep. Opening weekend. That's kind of surprising to me. What uh, was it? A holiday weekend that it opened? No. Was it the same weekend as Civil War? Mm, no, Civil War. If I remember right came out I think it came out in May came out in May I'm trying to remember because there was a it was either Civil War or Winter Soldier that we Dom and I saw it and blew off going to Cinco de Mayo with you guys it was one of those movies I don't remember I think they might have both been May release I mean there's typically a May release I feel like for MCU movies but uh yeah I mean I don't know I, I enjoyed the first Incredibles. I haven't rewatched it in a very long time. I meant to, and then it was on TV like several times, and I think I had it on in the background while I was taking a nap. I don't even like. The first Incredibles came out like ten years ago, didn't it? Fourteen years ago. Jesus, I definitely haven't rewatched it. Easily, probably in the past ten years. So I like I don't even have like a. Like, I don't even know if it's a movie that I... In, like, I'm sure I enjoyed it, but like, I don't know if it's, like... It's a good a, movie. A great movie. Like, I don't even remember, because it's, it's, it's been a, that long. 
is a good superhero film. Uh, so definitely worth a revisit for me. But yeah, I mean, I just I haven't had the chance to to go to the uh, the cinema. And I know that you and Dom had seen Incredibles too, so I just wanted your hot take on if yeah. it was a should I drop everything I'm doing and like stop recording this and go see it or yeah, turn right. it off. Episode over. Great, quickest episode ever. Um, that's good. Listeners will thank me. I, I think it falls in the category of uh, I'm not I'm not gonna run out and see it, but I'll, I will probably see it before it leaves theaters. This comes from a guy who saw a fucking solo opening night. You also saw solo opening night. Listen, I would have fucking saw Incredibles two if you and Dom would, like weren't <laughs> secretly in front of me talking about going. Uh, I probably actually couldn't have went that exact day because Jen would have killed me. Yeah, probably. Because we had to do that that stuff. But, um, yeah, so I mean, other than that, Ant-Man and Wasp is coming out this month too, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard it's getting a good, th- oh, I want to watch this. I'll I think it is getting good pre, like pre, uh, previews? Have, good, you seen, good have the press already seen it? I think so. Okay, yeah, and I think it's getting good reviews. It's, uh, Which is good, I enjoyed the first one. The first one was fucking incredible. I don't have the sales in front of me, I'm sure it didn't do, like, gangbusters. Yeah. But... Middle of the pack, probably. I, I think that Ant-Man was a very enjoyable film. I, uh... I don't know. At some point, I made a, some sort of list of my MCU movies, and it was not at the bottom. I think I might have even slid it in the 10 spot just to give it a mention. Oh, wow. I remember that's, I sent... Remember that's I, how much Brian loves Paul Rudd. Well, no, I remember I sent, sent it to the group text after I, I tweeted it or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you actually responded and said, Really? An Ant-Man 10, huh? Or something like that? Yeah. It sounds like something I would say, maybe. I don't know. MCU list is very difficult for me. I think top three, I'd have to put... Like, top three is probably going to be... Like, in no specific order, just the top three, to me personally, is going to be Infinity War, Hmm. Black Panther... Uh Uh-huh. And I guess either... See, I don't know what's... I can't even think about it, because, like, I want to throw Avengers in there... But I also want to throw Guardians in there. Yeah, wow. And I also want to throw Civil War in that spot. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. That's well, that's a lot of movies for a top three. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know how to round it up. It, like, for sure, I would put Infinity War. Like, 100%. I think, I think it's the best superhero movie. Yeah, it was, it was good. I'll see how I feel about it once it comes out. In, uh, uh, I saw it three times. I think I only saw it once. And I and I would go see it again. I really enjoyed that film. I don't feel so good. Spoilers, Mike. Jeez. Uh, I mean, can you rattle off like a top three, no specific order? Like, uh, I was I definitely put Winter Soldier up there somewhere. You do you enjoy Winter Soldier more than Civil War? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Winter Soldier is also fantastic. I think they. I think if I was doing the top five, they'd both be there. Um, but from just doing the top three, it'd be Winter Soldier. Be uh, yeah, Winter Soldier be one of them. Um, I'm gonna hold off on of any of the Avengers for now, just because I still don't know if I want to grade them onto the same s- scale. It's it's tough because like I don't know. And then this is a, this is not an easy conversation to have. There's a lot of variables. Yeah, let's see. Because you could argue that, like, Avengers, Guardians, Civil War are, like, MCU ensemble films Mm -hmm. compared to, like, 
the more like, hey, this is about one hero, or maybe there's two or three heroes in it, but it's not like a... I was watching... Like, I wouldn't put Ragnarok in the same... Actually, fuck, Ragnarok's top... Ragnarok's top three for me. Alright, that's my top three. I'm gonna go Ragnarok, Infinity War. Not in that order, but Ragnarok, Infinity War, probably Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was re-watching part of Iron Man before I left this morning, just because it was on TV, and I felt like having something on... And I'd probably rank the first Iron Man pretty highly, too. I, I remember seeing it in theaters and then walking with him and saying to myself, eh, it was, it was all right. I didn't think people would love it. And, you know, it blew up. And as I've been told, that series has gone on to make a, a bajillion dollars. So do that information what you will. But looking back on, like, revisiting it a few times after, I'm like, you know what? This was actually a well-put-together film. I think the... And I think we should do, like, a full episode on, like, kind of breaking down our thoughts on the MCU as a whole now that we've kind of come to this, like, big juncture mm-hmm. where, like, there's been this build-up to this moment with Infinity War that, granted, the phase is not over. The, the phase ends with Captain Marvel, right? Phase f- f- three, four? I forget. The, f- the fact that phase two didn't end with Avengers, yeah, it didn't end with Avengers 2. It ended, like, after Ant-Man. Whatever came out, like, right after that makes me think the whole phase thing was pointless to really... Like, use it as a measurement or something? It, yeah. Well... Like, that's how they organize things, but to to me personally, it's just like, all right, there's things that happen that led up to an Avengers movie, things that happen that lead up to a second Avengers movie, things that end up, lead up to a, an Avengers movie. I'd have to look at the breakdown of the phases to see if there's something to glean from it. But, I mean, taking the phases out of it, it's very clear that, like, Infinity War has been the major thing we've been building up to. So if we all sat down and, like, had a conversation about how we feel about the MCU as a whole at the current state, I think the better way to maybe chat about our feelings on it would be to, to not necessarily be like, all right, this is one, this is two, this is three, but maybe, like, separated into tiers, where it's, like, these are, like, the top-tier MCU films. Here are, like, the B-tier, and then here's the ones that just, you know, didn't make the mark. Here's the C-tier, and then here's uh, Dark World. Because, like, you have to... Because it's... Like, you're right, it's tough to... Do we group in the Avengers ones? Do we not? Like, do we just keep it as, you know, whatever? Or... I mean, there, there's clearly, like, a, a progression, like, throughout this timeline of t- 10 years? 14 years? 10 years. 10 years. Iron Man was 2008, May 2008. Uh, I don't know why number 14's in my head. 14 movies? No. Because I literally just said Incredibles came out 14 years ago. Oh, and that's why 14's in my head. Uh, so, I mean, 10 years of films, obviously things are going to change. Obviously cinematic styles are going to change obviously the fact that Iron Man was a risk the first one and where we're at now we know these things make money so they can take different types of risks that they didn't have the ability to do with earlier films is that fair? yeah obviously Iron Man is kind of what set this in motion and was allowed to open the doors for the rest of this to happen so do we like how do we measure that? like I said I was watching it today. I'm like, you know what? This is actually... Does it hold up as a film? I think it still holds up as a film. I didn't rewatch the whole thing, but okay. 
you know, I popped in in the middle after. The ending of it is is weird, right? It doesn't kind of there's no ending. Like it doesn't wrap up. I don't. I haven't watched the first Iron Man in a while. It has an ending. Um, is the end of it him giving a press conference? Yes. Saying he's Iron Man. Yeah. Is there a post credit scene? Yes. Is it Nick Fury? Yes. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I like. I legitimately haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't. I'm not. I'm trying to remember off the cuff right here. Mm-hmm. Um, did it? Did the Nick Fury thing set anything up? Did it set up the Avengers Initiative? Is that mm-hmm. what it was? Was yeah. there a mention to another hero? No. I can't remember the scene. I have to. I'm just gonna watch that post credit scene. It's, after it's this. literally just Tony Stark walking to his apartment. Nick Fury's just standing there, and he was like, well, what are you doing here? It's like, well, world's full of heroes, Tony, blah, 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 blah. I want to tell you about the Avengers Initiative. The end. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you have to include, like, like Iron Man, whether he's in the, like, whether Iron Man is in the top three or the top five, you have to recognize that he is top tier because of what that movie allowed to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess legacy would play an important role. So I think it might be better for us to kind of put them in tiers and not necessarily like, this is the number one and this is the number two, unless we want to sit down and do that too. I don't know. But I think we should do that at some point soon. Anyways, moving on. Oh. I kind of like the idea of giving you, every episode, a quick little, like not an actual like timed little segment here. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like Mike's and a minute. I kind of like it. Like, I like that phrase. Eric reached out to me and was like, he liked the Mike's and a minute, so... Like, he didn't like the content. He didn't like the content, obviously. No, no, no. But it also the wasn't con- in a minute. It was like 15 minutes. The content was, was as far as he was concerned, gibberish, but... But, and I'm not like a segment guy. Like, I don't want to have, like, segments on the show. I feel like it's kind of... I don't know. Whatever. No. I don't, I don't, Once we give up with a good theme uh, song for my segment, you'll, you'll change your tune. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I like you did there. Theme song, change my tune. I see what you did there, Mike. I'm, I'm a smart guy. You're a fucking, you're just a young guy. Anyway. So, quick little, like, what's going on in Mike's anime world right now? Uh, let's see. I banged, uh, let's see, I'm all caught up on My Hero Academia. Okay. Um. New I, episode today? When do new episodes come out? They must come out on Saturday at some point. I don't know the exact time. I just know that, you know, by the time I actually wake up on a Saturday, which is somewhere around 11 in the morning, yeah. uh, the episode's already available for me. Do where do the new episodes air on Adult Swim? Or are they on something else? Crunchyroll, Hulu? The, if you're trying to watch, like, fucking up to the... You're with the land of rising sun. You're watching that, those Japanese episodes with the, with the uh, subtitles. That's Saturday... Today, Adult Swim is airing. Adult Swim just started airing the show of like a month ago, so they're only five or six episodes into. Okay, so the first season. season. The first season. Okay. Like if you if tonight you're like you know what I want to start watching My Hair Academia, you could hop in and then get a general idea of what's going on. Well, at least the last time I noticed, My Hair Academia is on Netflix, right? At least the first season. I don't think so. It should be on Hulu. Maybe maybe that's where I saw Hulu then. Um, so, what else? Um, I watched the first episode of the Persona anime, and then thought to myself, I shouldn't do this much more, because, like, the first episode I felt, like, covered enough ground, I was like, you know what, I'm not playing this game fast enough for me to to do this. Oh, you're watching the anime that coincides with Persona 5? Yes. Oh. Like, you're getting... I... Like, I really think that you would like the Persona series that... The deeper you get in, like, you're enjoying it. It's okay. 
I was scrolling through Facebook and then Crunchyroll had posted a clip of like a, a future episode I'm like oh I know this character but they're not doing any of this shit yet so I obviously should not be watching yeah. this whole time. okay alright uh, and I I added some other shows to my watch list cause like there was a Uniqlo shirt that's coming out that I liked but I was like I don't watch the show so I can't buy this shirt part of the Shonen Jump series or yeah, just, yeah. they're so, doing another drop of shirts yeah July 30th I think Jesus um, I mean, I bought that Overwatch one, the Diva one. Mm-hmm. I fucking love their yeah. clothes. Their clothes are so comfortable. Very comfortable. Oh, yeah, this is a Uniqlo shirt. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm also wearing a Uniqlo shirt. I'm wearing my fucking... That's my stomach. Yeah, it's just my phone. going to fall out of my pocket. Whoa. What does this say? We don't know if that's what the shirt actually says. <laughs> we don't. It we is don't. in Japanese. It is in Japanese. Um, and the website doesn't say what, what it is. Nope. I think it just says Dragon Ball Black or something. Yep. Because it's a black shirt, and it's Dragon Ball. It's not even Dragon Ball. It's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. But anyways... Um. All right, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like being up to date on Mike's anime news. I should probably update my anime list, but I don't know what fucking episode I'm on on my academia, so it's it's all crazy. Fucking wacky wild world. Well, speaking of things we're watching, mm-hmm. I'm finally starting to dig into any of the fifty fucking shows that I need to watch. Hey. Granted, if it was me, myself, making these decisions, I would be more inclined to get some of these banged out. But most of this stuff, I also want Jen to watch. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I want to watch Game of Thrones, but Jen says she does, but then we never watch TV. Oh, Mr. Robot, she says she does. I don't think Jen's going to care for Mr. Robot. But you think I would like Mr. Robot, right? I I have heard people compare it to, like... Breaking Bad, in terms of... Mm, I I can see a little bit of that. I I don't know. Not a top-tier show? I enjoy it, but I'm a loser, so... Yeah, but do you know me? Yeah, but you're a different kind of loser. Uh-oh. I don't know. I, I, think, I, would, I think it's up my alley. I mean, I just... you definitely give it a shot. I think... Uh, I'll, it... I'll say this. People, try, people always suggest shows to me. People say, watch True, De- True, True Detective... Detective. That doesn't, seem like, that doesn't seem like a show for me. Mr. Robot has been suggested by many people. Mr. Robot seems like a show for me. All right. That's fair. Take that for whatever you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Boardwalk Empire, another one people suggest I watch. I watch the first season. It's not bad. But I get so much shit I don't watch. The, the point I'm leading up to is we finally started to watch a show, and it was Westworld. Uh-huh. And I am very happy that this is finally happening. When we'll watch episode two, who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Jen leaves for vacation on Monday, like a work trip, mm-hmm. and I obviously can't watch it without her. Well, yeah. I mean, I can. You could. But. I've, I've, I've heard the, the, the rumor that some people in situations like yours may, you know, watch ahead, and then when their partner shows up, they just kind of act like they haven't seen it before. See, now, I would be, I, I would do that. But the problem is, is that there are so many things I need to watch and play that if I chose to double down like that, I feel like I'd be doing myself a disservice. Oh. What I could do is use that time to watch, like, an anime okay. that I need to fucking watch. Yeah, you could finally or, finish Kill a Kill. I gotta finish Kill a Kill, I gotta finish Ship It In, I gotta fucking start My Hero Academia, I gotta start, I have to finish, start a lot of things. Finishing Kill a Kill would be easier than starting anything else. But, uh, I think... I, finishing Kill a Kill might be an easier... Finishing Ship It In will probably never happen, because it's so many episodes afterwards. There's so many episodes, and then... And I'm still you, cutting up filler. 
and you you're stuck trying to find the dub, which is going to be oh no, the dubs don't exist at, after a certain point. After a certain point, yes, you might have to start like buying DVDs. Um, I'm not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that. So finishing Kill a Kill might be an easier pull. Watching, um, I don't know where you, you. Oh yeah, you probably could watch the dub of My Hair Academia on Hulu, and I don't know how. Are you watching it? I'm watching the subbed. subbed. I started it subbed, and I just don't feel like switching it. Gotcha. I'm just saying, listen, you can call me a pleb, you can call me whatever you want, you can call me a fucking, don't call me Weeboo, you can call me Weeboo, it's fine. Whatever you want to call me, I don't care. I just enjoy the dub better. And for those of you who listen to our show and aren't into anime, basically there's there's two camps. There's people that watch the subbed anime, which is the Japanese VO with subtitles in English, or dubbed, which is just English voice actors. I like to watch the dubbed versions because A, I don't want to fucking read, and B, I want to be able to enjoy the animation. And I feel like I get pulled out of the animation when I have to read. Does that make sense? I wasn't actually listening to you, but I, I think I've heard the argument before, and it, it makes sense. Like, I would. I'm not hating if, on people that like the sub. Like, I wish I could do that because I feel like I could watch more anime. If I, uh. If I. If I know I can't actually focus on reading the words, then I won't do a sub. Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to do something else. like it's, It can't be a background show for like, me. It has to be something I'm focused on. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, if you're going to read, if you're going to do subs, you have to be, like... And, and I like to watch TV with 100% attention, but this is, like, you have to be completely paying attention. And the other thing that I don't understand about subs is... I have some friends who have said to me, Oh, no, no, I'll watch subbed anime on my laptop... And I will continue to fast forward after I read the dialogue. So, like, they're not even really watching the show. They're kind of just, like, fast forwarding through the dialogue to that finish one's, episodes. That's new to me. That's, it's just weird to me. It's like, just read the fucking manga then. What are you even doing? That's why. I don't know. Anyway, you can watch all of season one and season two of My Hero Academia on Hulu dubbed. Okay. I'll look into that. But yeah, sorry, Westworld. I love it. Mm-hmm. We should move off of anime. Because Mike's anime minute turned into Mike's fucking and then 20 minutes it wasn't that long I mean we're at 20 minutes right now but we weren't just talking about 20 minutes yeah I don't know what happened I already want to kill myself I know I do too anyways Westworld finally in it Mm -hmm. loving it hopefully we can watch episode 2 very soon yeah catch up on that because I want to I'll just throw this out here you had mentioned last night that uh, when back when Westworld season 1 was actually airing someone spoiled part of it for you and you don't remember what you don't remember exactly what the spoiler is. So you just, you just I, remember part of it. I all I know. So basically, this must have been did season one air last year, last it, summer? No, it was two two years, years ago. ago. So then, whenever the finale, it must have been the finale, or towards the end of season one of Westworld, mm-hmm. in our group text, the passenger holder group text, Joe tweeted out out of nowhere something to do with Bernard. Mm-hmm. So I know it pertains to Bernard. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the spoiler. I have some ideas of right. what it could be. Nobody fucking spoils to me. If you fucking tweet at me or you get at me in the Discord and it spoils for me, fucking, you know, that's that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll throw it here right now that it's. I'm assuming he's either one of the things, like the robot. Are they robots? <laughs> are they androids? He's one are of the they, things. Are they robots or androids? What are, do, or they're, is that something that I should not ask the question of? They're robots. Okay. They're like yeah. So again, I really don't remember what Joe said. My assumption is that 
Bernard is one. Like, that's where I was like, I know this guy is a spoiler. I know there's a twist with him. Mm-hmm. He must be a fucking... And the, I'm gleaming that because it seems like he... Re- Granted, he works in tech, it seems. Right. I, I'm, I only seen the first episode, so... But it... He seems very enamored by, like... The first episode is kind of about the changes that Anthony Hopkins' character, Ford... Is that his name? Yeah, Ford. Ford does, like... The, I forget what they're called. Uh, reveries. Reveries. Like, he seemed really enamored by the reveries and, like, really, like, entranced by the fucking tech. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this motherfucker must be one of these things. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we should stop talking about uh, this. No, what I was going to get at was I want to see if you can get through the entire seri- the entire season without getting it spoiled for you. Okay. Um, I was watching it, I think, I was watching it uh, pretty concurrently with what it was airing. Like, it would air on Sunday nights, and I'd be able to watch it probably Monday. And uh, I would read... I would read uh, articles, mm-hmm. you know, after an episode, like, read the review and then read people's comments. And what ended up happening was that people had figured out certain things about the show yeah. that I did not pick up on. So, like, I read these theories. I'm like, oh, it's an interesting theory. And then, like, that theory ended up playing out. I was okay. like, oh, okay. I would not have seen that coming. And now that, but, you know, that experience was, I'm not going to say raw for me. I brought it upon myself. Uh, but I want to see what happens to you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm my... Now that I have a clear picture of who has either, who's either, like, I know Todd, actually Todd's not fully current, but it doesn't matter to me, and you're not fully current. No, matter of fact, I think the season ends tomorrow, and I'm only three episodes in. Okay. But I know that, like, as far as where I'm at, and when I finish season one, you, Joe, Todd, and Wang will all be people, like, I can talk to everyone but Don, basically, because he hasn't watched it. Um, so as I watch each episode, I will probably text the three of you separately. Well, who's, I'll probably, I don't know. I, I will, I will, I mean, at least you, I'll be like, hey, like, the, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Robots. Robots. But anyways, moving on. Okay. What are you fucking playing, like? Uh, let's see. Got my, lo- oh, no, I didn't finish my lose for this week. I didn't finish my lose. Um... I beat a palace in Persona, and I did one thing in the Octo expansion. I think. How's the Octo expansion? Debating scooping it. Is it twenty bucks? Twenty bones. All right. Um, I don't know. I just I just did like one. I basically did like. Can you do any of that stuff co-op? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's just like the single player. Okay. Like originally, and I didn't. I I did like the first thing you're supposed to do, like the first mission or whatever you want to call it okay and to get back into it i was going to play as a female octo um <coughs> female uh octo whatever they're called octoling are they called octolings yeah okay octolings because i was i was thinking inklings i'm like no i feel like the octo the other ones are called something else well we'll go with octolings then so no, they're called octolings yeah okay uh don't at me I was going to be the female one, but then I looked at the male, like, hair choices, and I could have an afro. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the male guy. Oh, that's pretty dope, actually. Um, so, ideally, when... I think when you beat it, you can play as an octoling in, like, online play. So then I'll make a male one with an afro. Yeah, you have to beat, like, all hundred... Is it, like, a hundred stages or something? A hundred floors? It's a lot. It's a lot? Oh, boy. Then I'm not going to do it. I don't know. We'll see. 
I heard it's fun though, and you're saying you touched it, so I I touched it. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm at a space right now where I like trying to aggressively work on my backlog, but at the same time, I like this week alone, I just quadrupled my black backlog. Hmm. So, I'm in the middle of playing Hollow Knight, which is fantastic. Hollow Knight came on the Switch. Uh, West of Loathing still, which I'm in adoring. Uh, Fortnite is now on the Switch, so I've been hopping in and out of Fortnite now, which, by the way, like... I know that there's some people complaining a little bit about, like, certain things about Fortnite on the Switch, but overall... I think it works, like, very well. And I am loving the fact that I can lay in bed and pop in and very easily join parties and, like, people who on other systems that are playing it and we're epic friends, I can just hop right in. Like, it's it's very, like, it's fucking awesome. Like, I'm loving it. Um, more on that later, because I do want to touch on a topic that's kind of important right now, but we'll, we'll kind of end with that. It's, like, the, the keynote of this, I guess. Uh, oh, the nug, mm. if I may. Um, but yeah, playing those, and then obviously, you know, jumping around with other things, some stuff that I'm working on, some content for, and I mean, I, a bunch of other games that I haven't even begun to finish yet. Um, but then this week, I also picked up Mario Tennis Aces, which I'm probably not going to play too much of the single player. At least I don't have an interest in it yet. But the multiplayer is fantastic, and I'm I'm loving it. Um, hopefully, it. It warrants its its uh, purchase, and I play it for long enough to justify me buying it day one. But I am enjoying it so far. It's very fun. It's a it's a very mechanically sound Mario Tennis. So I'm I'm excited. It's a it's a it's a fun game. It's a good multiplayer game. Um, and so far, I don't really ha- haven't really had any issues with the internet or you know the online aspect of it, which is great. And then I also bought fucking four PS4 games, Mike. Hmm. For what? I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I can tell you why I actually did. Being a late adopter to PS4 this generation, so many great games that people love are now really cheap. And PlayStation just announced, or Sony just announced, that they're going to be doing their greatest hits of a select number of titles. And a lot of those titles are games that I do eventually want to buy and play. And, like, the collector in me is, like, I don't want... Because the package is different. It's, like, a red case, and it has, like, a red band across the top of the game that says, like, greatest hits. And the collector in me is, like, I don't want that packaging. I want that price, but I don't want that packaging. Luckily, Best Buy has all those fucking prices right now. So I scooped up Last of Us, Bloodborne... Hmm. And they have Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition that comes with all the DLC and stuff for 20 bones. But they had the vanilla version for fucking $10. And I'm like, I'm buying this. I'm not going to touch the DLC, even if I beat this game. So I got Horizon with GZU for fucking 8 bones. That's like, come on. That was fucking people saying that was Game of the Year last year. Got it for fucking 8 bucks. So I had to scoop those up, because I wanted to get the OG package. And then a game that I wasn't going to buy, but... I saw the price, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to play around with the Yakuza game. Oh, uh, that was neck too. <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, I got Yakuza Kiwami for, like, 10 bucks. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. It was clearance, though. It wasn't, like, in a running sale. It was just clearance at that specific Best Buy. And I'm like, okay, 
This is getting thrown in the fucking carriage. So, I scoop up a bunch of those games that I'm not gonna touch for fucking ever, but you know me. There you go. Gotta fucking spend my money on dumb shit. But anyways, let's move on to some other things, Mike. Uh-huh. He says as he takes, move on to some other things, and he takes this big sip, like, hmm. I'm glad that you filled the dead air, because I was going to take a big sip, and then you made me laugh, and I almost spit it everywhere. Yeah, it was great for me. Pokemon Go. Got a little update. Yeah, I'm saying. Now, granted, we've all kind of fallen off the Pokemon Go train. Yeah. Most of you have not revisited it. In the past month and a half, I have been back on it, and the update that came out this week brings friends... Hold you. The ability to throw my hat at you. Uh, oh no, that was cat hair everywhere. No, <laughs> not my hat. Anyways, you can friend people now, and with that, it gives you the ability to trade Pokemon, which is pretty cool, and uh, gift them things. So when you hit Pokestops, you can get gift things, and uh, that's just like the yeah. Uh, it's like the Joker. Oh. Like a deck yeah. of cards. So yeah, I don't know. I mean. That's cool for people who are trying to complete their Pokédex, especially things that are like, you have to travel to other fucking countries to collect. Ooh, did you make friends with someone in, like, England so you can get a uh, Mr. Mine? No, not yet. There are a bunch of people on, like, Twitter and in forums that are like, hey, like, let's all group up so we can help each other finish Pokédexes and stuff. Uh, I'm not at that level yet. I also, like, there's so many new things that are going on in Pokémon Go that I haven't taken the full time to, like, sit down and be like, all right... What are all these new changes? But I do open it pretty much every time I'm out downtown and stuff just because it's like, hey, like, there's so many things to catch that I don't have and whatever, I'll fill up all my shit with uh, Pokestops. So I'm having fun just, like, playing it very casually. Um, And it's kind of become, like, a a daily habit for me again. Not as it was, you know, when it initially came on where we were all fucking adventuring around the fucking world. Yeah, back when it was lawless and people were roaming the streets Falling looking for mods. bridges and shit yeah I mean it's still like that I still notice a lot of people especially once I'm in like more urban settings like when we're downtown like when we're in like metropolitan is that the right word like when we're in like city type settings mm-hmm. many people are out playing it when I open the game like there's lures thrown up the gyms are constantly changing so there's like a lot of people playing I don't know how much that gets outside of like busy areas because mm-hmm. um, like I'll notice that like when I'm driving around I'll stop somewhere at like a park and I'll be like oh fucking gym here and I'll throw one of my Pokemon in it and like it stays there for a few days I'm like okay I know where I can fucking go to some off the beaten path areas and scoop up some fucking gyms but uh yeah I mean I'm enjoying it it's fun I'm glad to see that they're continuing to support it obviously they're gonna at least continue to support it for another few years given that the next two Pokemon games are connected, are connected to, it. to it. So, and it's obviously making them money still, so they're going to continue to support it going forward. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that is happening that I am unsure if I like this trend or not is... Are you familiar with what the Battle Pass is for Fortnite? Uh, yeah, kind of. You you spend, like, ten bucks, and then you get the ability to unlock some more shit. 
Yeah, so basically, I mean, you're pretty right there, but I'll give a little bit more detail for people who are listening that might not know. So with Fortnite being a free, with the Battle Royale aspect of Fortnite being a free game, there's still stuff you can unlock, unlock like by gaining levels and stuff and, you know, doing free challenges. There's still things you can unlock. But with the Battle Pass, if you spend the 10 bucks every time they do a season, which I think is like... I think it's two months long, maybe three months long, mm-hmm. or maybe it's ten weeks. I think it's ten weeks. Ten weeks is how long a battle pass is. It's like um, two months. Yeah, so like two months then. And every week, it unlocks another row of challenges. You complete these, you can unlock cool items for in-game. All the stuff cosmetic, none of it is game-changing. You're not getting boosts for guns or power or anything like that. It's all just cosmetic stuff. And that's kind of how Fortnite has grown and it's one of the things that allow it to be a very profitable game um and you're not like you're not buying loot boxes you're either spending money on the battle pass to unlock things organically through that or you can spend money on v bucks to buy things from the store so you're not ever buying like a random chest and you're not sure what you're getting you're always spending your money if you decide to spend money on something you know you're getting that profitability from that must be ridiculous to the point where you're now seeing two other very popular multiplayer games adopting that strategy and that's PUBG and Rocket League. Rocket League is adding what they're calling the Rocket Pass and PUBG which I think started today actually uh, is called the Event Pass. They both function pretty similarly uh, it's not. It's all cosmetic stuff. It's not like game altering things. So you're not like paying to win, but it's it's really interesting to see those two titles in particular crossing into that and and that becoming a thing. Um, I know a lot of people are pretty upset about them because you with Fortnite again download it for free play. Mm-hmm. With these games, Rocket League and PUBG, you have to buy those games. They're not free games. So a lot of people are like, you know, I, I'm fine with spending money on Fortnite because it's free, but I'm not fine with, you know, these two games that I've spent money on making me buy this to unlock cosmetics. I don't think they're removing the, f- like, like both of those games, Rocket League and PUBG, you can organically unlock cosmetics. I think the way it works in Rocket League, if it still works this way, is literally after every match you play, you get a random item, some sort of item, whether it's like wheels or paint or flag. Like you, every match you play, you get an item. Uh, PUBG, every match you play, you get XP, and then you can o- open like chest type things that give you cosmetics. So these two things are pissing some people off. I'm kind of unsure of how I feel right now. I'm not mad at them doing it because. At the end of the day, these are just cosmetic items, so they, uh, it's not like someone's going to pay 10 bucks and, you know... Become the fastest car in PUBG? Yeah, get, like, get some sort of boost that would give them a competitive advantage in these games. It's just to unlock cosmetic stuff, which, if you care about the cosmetic stuff, then, yeah, pay the fucking money. If you don't, then whatever, who cares? You don't have to give them the money. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to feel about it because now I see this becoming the next trend with loot boxes having a bad rap right now. 
I feel like this is the next way for games to be like, you know, we have to keep turning our profit. And granted, if you look, take a step back and look at things, like, especially games like PUBG, Rocket League, that they're continually always going to have to pay for server maintenance, server fees to keep the games online, you know, people working on the game to make sure bugs don't arise, people balancing the game to make sure that, you know, they can continue to work against things that might give people a competitive advantage or unbalance the game. Like, there's all these things that are going to continue to get done. And if people don't buy the game and aren't spending money on somehow, how do these publishers make money? And the cost of making games keeps growing, but the cost to buy games hasn't really gone up Mm -hmm. in the most recent years. Um... So I understand like the business side of things that at some point either the cost of buying a video game has to go up or certain business models like these have to get implemented. But I guess I, I don't know, how do you feel about that? Like Well, I mean I mean granted you don't really play those two games, mm-hmm. but in particular, like does that business model scare you? Um not really. I'm, I mean, I would compare it to the alternative, which is like the Overwatch loot box method, where, you know, I could potentially just earn a loot box or buy a loot box and not get the thing I want or spend money to buy the cosmetic. I guess this way is a little better? Eh. No. Hmm. Well, clearly I don't care that much because I have the option to do it in Fortnite and I've opted not to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, all, it really all boils down to if you care about getting the cosmetics. I think the model is a little bit different with Overwatch because with Overwatch, you you have the ability without spending money to potentially unlock everything. Mm-hmm. Where with these passes, I think some of the like cosmetics are only unlockable if you choose to buy the pass. So there is some stuff that's locked, but again, it's all cosmetic. Um, So I think there's a little bit difference in the model. So I don't know if that would affect your decision on how you feel about that model Hmm. of like the pass system. Yeah, I feel like it should, but on paper here, it does sound like, you know, it really, it really shouldn't. If if none of this thing actually affects the gameplay, it's just like, ooh, I want to fucking stunt on these hoes looking like a boss, then whatever, spend some money. That's If that's how they get their their dineros after the game comes out, yeah. so be it. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, when you just, when you take the, the fact that it is a business, and it's a thing that, like, there was a time a long time where games were when they were published they were done you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. when you bought a cartridge that was the game and it didn't have to get updated and it didn't need to get fixed and then after about maintenance it was just that was the game Then then we moved into an age where you bought the game and then they would roll out patches so there's people that are still working on the game in some way but the money's already been spent and then we move to an age where there's expansion passes and now battle passes and loot boxes and all these other things some done tastefully some done maliciously 
there there's gonna be there I feel like there's just two things that are gonna happen. It's either gonna be the price of video games themselves go up to seventy dollars a game or eighty dollars a game, or they stay at the sixty dollar price point or you know some games are free or some games are thirty bucks or whatever, but they don't eclipse that sixty dollar price point at least in the u s and they've there's like there's gonna be some other model for income because there has to be because it, it's a business at the end of the day like if you want to continue to play overwatch forever, there's money that has to go into keeping that online service. Jeffy K's got to get his bills paid. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So no matter what, like, the reality is there's going to have to be something that happens, whether it be the increase in price or these after-the-fact purchases. Um, it's just a matter of what is going to end up being the better solution. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... Listen, I didn't get an MBA, so I don't know how businesses or money actually works. <laughs> um, and then one time I saw half of Mad Money, and by half I mean maybe like 30 seconds, and that dude was yelling at me, so I got scared and changed the channel. Big money, big money, big money. I think the only time I ever watched Mad Money, even if it's the same thing I'm thinking of, it was from Rust Development, where he was like in the background. Yeah, and also you were saying big money, big money, as if Which you want Wheel of Fortune. Yes, I know, I know. Okay, just want to... Make sure that we were all aware. Listen, I'm not... I'm just a young guy. I'm not a smart guy. I'm just a young guy. Mm. Well, you're not that either. No. Mike, we're going to be 30 next year. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm. Yeah, where did... My best years... I can't say they're behind me because I don't think I had any good years. Uh, now, that's my train of thought. Something about money. Money, money, money. Uh, nope. It's gone now. Okay. Uh, all right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, there's something that's going to have to give. I think the positives to look at is that there were plenty of publishers that were kind of taking advantage of consumers for multiple different reasons with this paid additional content. Mm -hmm. I feel like after the whole backlash for Battlefront 2... I think that's kind of changed that landscape a lot and then obviously the the ongoing thing with loot boxes are they gambling are there going to be laws that change that that all of that stuff is going to affect how things go are going forward but i think that the best thing to come out of the star wars battlefront 2 debacle is that we now we like we know that these things are going to have to exist in some form for a lot of games if it moves towards a listen the things you get from giving us this extra money are just cosmetic. It's just for the fans. It's for the diehards. It's for the people who really want the stuff. If that's the way it goes, then I think we're in a good space. Will people still try to take advantage of it? I'm sure there'll be some, some questionable decisions, some questionable uh, battle passes that come out and stuff like that. But for now, even though this might be alarming to some people, as long as it stays away that it's, hey, listen, this doesn't affect the game in any way. This is just cosmetic. If you like this game and want to give us money, cool. If it stays that way, we're in a good space for now. So don't really know where else to go from there.
just kind of it, it, it's a interesting do you see yourself spending money to get like to be able to press you know x one more time x or y one more time and have like a different mario skin from super smash brothers to get like you know some stupid spaceman mario i will literally buy anything additional that comes with smash other than me outfits i don't give a fuck about the me's Again, they can like any of these companies can be smart. Where it's like, how do we continue to get money from these people? Let's give the diehards what they want. If I can buy other cool fucking skins for people in Smash, yes, I'm gonna buy them. Am I gonna buy them for fucking Dark Pit? Probably not. Am I gonna buy a dope skin for Toon Link? Yes. If you could stunt on people in a fucking nasty Mr. Game Watch skin, you're not doing it. Mr. Game & Watch is a two-dimensional man. What skin is he going to get? You His never know. skins are just... They gave him a 3D model. They, he is technically a 3D model. They gave him a 3D model that looks like a 3D model. Oh, I don't think I want to play as that. That'll, I, I don't think I can play as a Game & Watch that's in three dimensions. I'm going to buy him just to stun on you then. Right. They're going to get those fucking flapjacks and fucking full 3D. Yeah, you're going to fucking fail miserably. Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean... Did I ever think I was going to spend money on a battle pass for Fortnite? No. Have I bought the last two? Yes. I, I mean, th- there's this, like, with Fortnite in particular, I played that game so much for so long that I was like, I haven't spent a dime on this. You know what? I can get some cool fucking skins and some fucking dances for 10 bonesies by playing the game some more. I mean, I'm going to play this game anyway. Might as well be able to fucking stun on some people. I'm fine with it. Yeah. No one's making me do that. Fortnite isn't epic in saying, hey, if you want to keep playing, you gotta buy this. It's just like, hey, these are here. If you want them, cool. If not, also cool. Fortnite's also a little bit different, too, because if you actually, if you purchase the actual game, the save the world mode or whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. you can actually unlock V-Bucks by playing that. So you, by buying the actual game, in playing that mode, you can unlock V Bucks to then purchase skins for multiplayer. So yeah, they, but no like, one's no one's no one's playing that. that. But they do like I I feel like Epic does a lot of really smart things with how they're choosing to monetize it. The same thing with Overwatch. I think that it is again it's still loot boxes, but I feel like it's done in a smart way that doesn't feel super like I don't ever feel pressured to buy a loot box. And they give fans options at other events to like you know with we weren't sure how it was going to work when the you know the first time that the Halloween event when the next year came around and they did Halloween again we weren't sure how it was going to function turns out you can get all the skins again so and then with the Overwatch anniversary event you can unlock any skin so like they they do some smart things too that I that seem a little bit more fan forward than they do we're just trying to get your money obviously again they want people to spend money on this stuff and I'm sure plenty of people do I just I think it's a, an interesting topic to discuss to see where this is going to go and how it's going to affect things going forward because like we will see we will see many more games have battle passes going forward many more games just not sure how it's going to roll out quickly and with extreme aggression oh I I mean 
I 100% see, seeing it be in a lot of the tentpole games that are coming out this year. I wouldn't be shocked if Call of Duty, Battlefield Five, and then, you know, I don't know what Red Dead, but Anthem will probably have similar models. All of these games will probably have models like that. Fallout 76, maybe, even. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll just be interesting to see how that shakes out. The thing that I really wanted to get to today, <clears throat> that's been, like, on my brain. Oh, boy. Is crossplay. Oh, that's where we're going with this. Another thing that is going to affect the industry at large, just like these battle passes, it's going to affect every gamer on every console, on every platform. We have a situation where Fortnite came out on the Switch and you can play it. Mobile, PC, Xbox, mm -hmm. Switch. Mm -hmm. All of those ecosystems can play together. Mm -hmm. Not PlayStation 4. Mm. You can do this with Rocket League. Same PC, Xbox, Switch can all play together. Mm. Cannot play with PlayStation. Mm. Now, with the Bedrock update that launched on Minecraft this week, if you have the Switch version of Minecraft... You can either download the free update, or if you don't have the Switch version for Minecraft, you can buy it, and you have this updated game where you can now play with PC, mobile, Xbox, mm. and Switch, mm. but not PlayStation. Mm. What is PlayStation doing? Uh, saying, if you want to play with us, you have to buy our console. It's already the most popular console. Therefore, your friends probably already have it on that console. So if you want to play with them, get in line. So, someone, I forget, I forget the gentleman's name. Someone that used to work at Sony. Because this is now a, like, this is a huge talking point and everyone's talking about it. Someone that used to work at Sony came out and said, the reason that I was always told that crossplay was not going to be a thing is that it all comes down to money. If you're playing Fortnite on your Switch and you decide while you're playing, you know what? I'm going to buy the Battle Pass. You buy it on your Switch. That 10 bucks, portion of that goes to Nintendo, portion of that goes to Epic. Sony doesn't get a cut. Microsoft doesn't get a cut. Sony doesn't want you to spend money, potentially spend money somewhere else and use that content on their system. That's what it breaks down to. But from what I'm seeing online, especially with prominent people, like in the gaming industry, saying things like, well, now I'm just going to, instead of playing Fortnite on my PlayStation, I'm going to play it on my Switch when I'm out and about, and then when I get home I want to play it on my TV, I'm going to play it on my Xbox. So now instead of, like, trapping me on... PlayStation, I'm just moving away from PlayStation to play this game somewhere else. So now you don't even, you lose me as a Fortnite gamer, which might not mean anything, but you lose the sale of the Battle Pass, like completely, instead of, you know, potentially maybe losing the Battle Pass sale, but still having a user playing on your console. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now we're, we get the Minecraft thing, we have the Rocket League thing. 
we have Microsoft putting out an ad for Minecraft that showcases the Switch in it with the Xbox. Commercial split screen keeps going back and forth between someone playing on their Switch, someone playing on their Xbox. Ends with green on one side, red on the other. Play together, survive together, whatever together, all these things. That's like a big fuck you to some. Yeah, maybe. Again, I ask. What are you doing, Sony? Well, let's let's call up Sony right now. I got him on the phone. Mr. Sony. Mr. Sony. What are you thinking there? I, 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 I think it's a very bad decision. I understand the money thing. I get it. But all you're doing is pissing off gamers. Yeah, but they're not in the gamer business. They're in the money business. I'll bring you to the next point. If I'm Microsoft, Mm -hmm. I might be losing this console war currently. But I've been making a lot of changes and a lot of gamer forward decisions that affect gamers. I'm showing that we care about gamers. I'm doing all these things that are for the gamer. In two years, when the next Xbox comes out, if I'm debating on buying the next Xbox or buying the next PlayStation, I might look at this and say, you know what? Microsoft's doing a lot of things for the gamer. Maybe this is where I want to spend my money this time. Mm-hmm. And maybe if your problem is, yeah, well, Xbox this generation doesn't have a lot of first-party co- games. Well, what my, what part of what Microsoft did at this E3 was show, hey, we're committed to the games. We just bought four studios, and we created a fifth studio. So maybe these games aren't going to be out on the Xbox One. And at this point, two years from now, when I'm debating which console I'm going to buy first, I know those games haven't come out. But now I know all of those studios that have been working on games now have launch titles for this next Xbox. I I just think Microsoft is smart to... They probably know that gaining more ground in this generation is not really where they're going to find their success. So they're just trying to set up every possible avenue for their next platform to be like, these are all of the reasons why you need to be on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I think that's part of what the big push for crossplay is right now. And the other thing you have to you have to take a look at is well, I guess I'll ask you. How often do you play your Switch docked? Mm, depends on the game. So I think for the most part, I played. Mario exclusively on the Switch. Um, I played Mario Kart pretty... I, I said on the Switch. Yeah. I meant like docked. Okay. Mario exclusively docked. Um, I try to play Splatoon normally docked because I like using the, the Pro Controller. controller. Uh, same for Mario Kart. I don't know if I finished that thought earlier. I meant to say it after I said Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart 2. Uh, certain games like... Uh, 
Super Meat Boy, I like playing handheld. Hand okay. Um, Fortnite, I think for the most part, I've been playing it undocked. Uh, so mostly because I was like typically not near my dock when I was playing it, or I was just trying out like the headphone thing, which I yeah. necessitates me like holding it. Yeah. So, from what I can gather, from parts of the internet, is I feel like most people treat their Switch as a handheld platform, and a lot of people don't use the dock. I use the dock from time to time, but I play a lot of Switch in bed at night, or if I go somewhere, I bring my Switch. If I'm Microsoft, and I don't have an interest in making a portable platform, but I have the ability to put some games available like between these two things I feel like if I'm a person that typically buys a Nintendo platform and one of the other ones because I like to play Nintendo games and I like to play some of the other third party games that don't come to Nintendo platforms what am I going to do? If I have the potential to some of my Xbox games have them interact with my Switch, but PlayStation doesn't do that, I feel like that's a no-brainer. Like, Mm -hmm. the thing that makes it even a step further is with Fortnite in particular, is that not only is it cross-play, but between my... If I open up the app on my phone right now, if I open up my Switch, if I open up on my Xbox, it's my profile across... All platforms so my progression stays there so the one paddle battle pass that I bought on my Xbox is on my phone is on my switch I can work towards unlocking new things and it's all under one account is every game like that no can more games be like that potentially that for me if that's a game that matters to me that's a no-brainer like PlayStation you're out of the fucking mix like I, I would never play Fortnite on there if I cared about that progression well you also simply can't what? I said you also, in Fortnite's particular case, you, you can't. No, I know, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying if I didn't care about progression, it wouldn't mm-hmm. matter. If I didn't care about crossplay, it wouldn't matter. But a lot of these people do. I do. If I, when I downloaded Fortnite on my Switch, if I could only connect it to one other thing, mm-hmm. I would connect it to my Xbox. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just bring it up because I... On top of the crossplay, I think that was the biggest problem is that if you had tied your Epic account to the PlayStation, uh, you couldn't run it on your Switch, and I think vice versa, something like that. No, so basically, your Epic account on PlayStation gets locked behind PlayStation. So if, let's just say, I have all three consoles, I've been playing Fortnite on my PlayStation, but now it's on the Switch, and I want to be able to play it on my Switch, you can't take your PlayStation Epic account back. <laughs> Like, I can't say, you know what, I'm going to tether it to my Xbox and my Switch. It's just locked yeah. on PlayStation. Another thing that just makes PlayStation look like, what are you doing? Like, I feel like even if... the I feel like they would alleviate a lot of this pressure right here if they just unlocked the accounts for people to take them and put them somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're not even doing that. And instead, to cap it all off this week, they fucking announce a PlayStation 4 bundle with Fortnite that comes with, like, a skin or something and a battle pass. They're just making mistakes. 
Who's who's buying a PlayStation Four now and thinking themselves the first thing I need is that is, Fortnite bundle? Is that free game? The thing that makes no sense to me is if I, I don't know, it it, it it's mind boggling to me that that is like a you can see that your competitors are doing this thing and it's making people happy. You can see that it's really pissing off people about you. Not only that, now your competitors are literally fucking doing advertisements, interacting with each other on social media. Like, when the Bedrock update came to Fortnite, uh, came to Minecraft, mm -hmm. the Nintendo account tweeted out like, hey, at, my, at uh, Minecraft, at Xbox, now that Minecraft is on fucking crossplay, blah, 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 what do you guys want to build together? And then, like, the Minecraft account, the Nintendo account, Xbox account, Major Nelson, all these things were, like, interacting. That's a big fuck you to PlayStation. When, at E3, Major Nelson went on to the GameSpot stage. They were doing, like, interviews, whatever. Uh, he came up on stage with his fucking Switch. He's, like, one of the faces of gaming at Xbox. I just think that, A, that's cool, because it's like, hey, like we're all gamers. Mm. We all play everything. But it's like a, hey, play Sony. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a, it's hey, Sony, fuck you. I mean, in, in everyone's defense here, it's very difficult to just walk up on stage carrying a PlayStation. <laughs> but he would have done it if he could. But he can't. He can't even do it. Hey, guys, who wants to play? Did you even bring the watch for that thing? No. no. I was hoping you guys had them. Um, the, let's see. What were the things that were in my head just now? How long do you expect uh, this Microsoft-Nintendo relationship to last? Do you expect it to go on into like their next console? Either one's next console? I think um, it depends. I, 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 I think yes. I think with certain titles, yes, it makes sense. I think that it all depends on the games that continue to become available on both platforms. Mm -hmm. A game like Fortnite be doing this makes a ton of sense. It like it it literally like it makes sense for all three parties. It makes sense for Epic. It makes sense for Microsoft and Sony. Because if I'm a Fortnite player on my Xbox, when I leave the house. Now, maybe, you know what? I want to keep playing Fortnite, but I can play it on my Switch. Perfect. Mm -hmm. That keeps someone in the Fortnite ecosystem. That keeps someone tethered. Like, it, it makes... It kind of draws the line that, hey, this is a console game I can enjoy on my couch on my Xbox, but it's also something that I can then take with me and play somewhere else. And it kind of drives... It, really, what matters, I think, in this the question you posed, which was, do you do I continue? Do I see this as a continuing thing? And I do, if Microsoft wants to try to position themselves as like the Switch is the thing you can take with you and continue to play awesome experiences, some of them with us. But when you come home, you play on your Xbox. You know what I mean? Like I think if they can work towards that message to some people that like hey this is for like 
When you're sitting on your couch trying to play a game, you get your Xbox. When you're out and about, you have your Switch. I feel like if they keep driving that factor home, it would be a smart thing for them to continue to do because I don't foresee them making a Switch-like thing, mm-hmm. like a portable Xbox. Right. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe that's what their next thing is. Who knows? I mean, I think in the next iteration of consoles, both Microsoft and PlayStation have to address the fact that the Switch works and it's very successful to the point of do we go after this by making a similar product or do uh, do we just try to position ourselves as this is a thing you play in your house and acknowledge the fact that the Switch is something you can play elsewhere. And I think that allowing things... To, like, the thing that Minecraft can do, I don't know if it does this on all of the platforms that are cross-play, but it does it on the Switch, is you sign in... Like, you sign into your Microsoft account on your Switch. You play it on your Switch, you fucking unlock achievements for your Xbox account. Hooey. Like, it might seem like a small thing, but it... Like, that matters to me. Like, that would urge me to almost buy Minecraft for my Switch. Because I care about achievements. And if if the PlayStation version did that, there's plenty of people that care about trophies. So if that same interactivity existed on the Switch with the PlayStation, you would see more people doing that. Because people care about trophies, too. I think it's a weird space right now. I think... Sony needs to come up with a smart solution other than either not addressing it or saying it's a money thing because they they might not have something to directly lose right now right now in this current climate this this particular generation of consoles but I think if they don't address it in a smart way soon it's going to set them up for a hole to dig out of at the start of the next iteration of consoles. Because Microsoft is doing everything they can to foster goodwill and to seem like we are the company that cares about gamers. They're acknowledging that their competitor, like you can play, like besides the like the actual fact that you can play together, like cross-play, they're acknowledging that people are gamers, people play platforms outside of ours, we acknowledge that, that's fine. Like, that's a thing that exists. We get it. Sony seems to ignore the fact that Microsoft and Nintendo exist. They're being, in my opinion, and I've seen other people express this, they're kind of reverting to this arrogant, we're in the lead, we're top dog, we don't need to worry about these other two. They don't exist to us. And I feel like bridging... I mean, at the end of the day, speaking from the gamer point of view, it's better for us when these barriers get broken down. It's better for all of us. A game like Rocket League, if it was, if you bought Rocket League on your Switch and you can only play with Switch people, there was a potential for that community to not be large. There was a potential for that community to diminish over time. You open it up to all of these other platforms, that's good for that indie game, that's good for the platform. It's good for everyone. There's no downside, especially because you have the ability to turn it off. You don't have to play with people. Like the fact that, the, like one of the things I love about Fortnite on the Switch right now is that I feel like a lot of the people I encounter, 
because I'm just playing on like I usually just play against Switch people. Mm. They're fucking trash, and I'm not that good, but I'm better than a lot of these people because I've been a either playing Fortnite already on my Xbox. Or um, maybe I'm just better at shooting games. I don't know. But regardless, I just feel like I've run into a lot of garbage people on the Switch. Um, Like, people that literally don't know what they're doing. And it's great. So, I... I I felt... The few kills that I managed (laughs) to pull off on the Switch, I'm like, there's no reason for me to... Like, there are people that are just standing there doing nothing. Like, oh, this person's probably like me, trying to figure out the buttons. Yeah. But um, I'm getting these shots in. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... It's a weird place to be right now. I think Sony really needs to uh, figure out a timely, smart response here. And I've already figured it out for them. Get Fortnite on the PS Vita. Start selling those Vitas again. Well, here's... <laughs> it's funny you say that because here's the thing. And this is like the thing I'm... I, I, I don't know how to articulate this. Maybe I'm not articulating it, like, clearly enough. But Sony, like, Sony would be smart if they're not going to continue to go into the handheld space. They would be smart to try to draw some sort of definitive line where it's like, hey, we can be your high-end couch gaming experience. Nintendo can be your takeaway experience. Like... Drawing that that definitive line for consumers, for gamers in some way, would be the better decision. Like, that would be a better business move for them, even if it meant they lose, potentially lose a portion of people buying V-Bucks or buying fucking Battle Passes or whatever. If you're connecting the communities, it gives a Switch owner who maybe is debating, do I want to buy an Xbox or do I want to buy a PlayStation? It gives them a clearer route to that decision. So you might be losing, potentially losing money in one way, but you could be potentially gaining more customers, gaining more gamers by doing this gamer-forward decision. Obviously, we don't run companies, so we have no fucking idea, but it just, it seems very odd. Seems like a bad business decision. Especially if, I mean, who knows? What what if what if Microsoft took it a step further and th- didn't think of the Switch as a direct threat as PlayStation is and said, you know what? Maybe some of our games will release crossplay like cro- like cro- like they'll release it also on the Switch. Like it's probably not gonna happen. Not on something like Halo or Gears of War. But there could be other titles that they decide to, you know what, we'll put it on here. We'll put it on the Switch. We own the game, so we get the software sales. People who want to play between both, people that want to have accounts that cross, they can continue to play. That's the same thing they do with Windows 10 Play Anywhere, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it would be an interesting concept to me if they decided to do that with certain things with the Switch as well. Because again, they don't have a handheld platform. If Sony wants to move out of handheld platforms, the Switch form factor stays what Nintendo is for this and next gen where they're a hybrid console that in my mind if I am Microsoft I say there are going to be people that always buy PlayStation first or only PlayStation there's going to be people that always buy Nintendo first 
or only Nintendo. There's going to be people that buy Xbox first or only Xbox. If we can find a way to attract Nintendo gamers to our platform because we offer some sort of reason to, I feel like that's a fucking super gamer forward and can potentially end up, you know, increasing their install base and maybe making new fans on the way. I don't know. That's that's all I got to say about that. Hmm. That's, that's all I had to say. So, it's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes out. I I really do expect Sony to address it in some formal way soon. But I honestly I don't expect them to make crossplay a thing. I just don't. I just don't. But uh. Mike, if uh, if you would be so kind to let the listeners know Mm-mm. who the sponsor of this episode is. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea? Nope. Um, I'll give you a hint. We were there last night, mm-hmm. and we were playing a board game we kept calling the wrong name until today. Uh, even now, I, I'm not even sure if we said the right name today. <laughs> Probably not. We were playing Don't Wake Daddy? Yeah, that sounds about right. Mousetrap? I remember, like, trying to not wake up some sort of mouse or grown man. Guess who? Uh, did they look like... That's all I got. Yeah, something like that. But this episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area, on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And as always, Mike, listeners can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. You can find me at BGroom, and you can find this guy at underscore Michael Pat. And thank you for listening to episode 93 Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes.